The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. It's awesome to be here with everybody today on the BetQL Network, where every game's game seven. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. Coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, the BetQL app. We're on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Back in our stadium simulcast coming up on Monday and on radio stations nationwide, Sirius 160, XM205 among them on satellite radio. As Ken and I are here, we're bringing you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app, visit BetMGM.com, and do so on this T3. It's a tremendous football Thursday. As we wind down the year of our Lord 2023, it is December 28th. Our show on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, he's on X, at Lockie Lockerson. And on this tremendous football Thursday, four... Phenomenal guests are coming your way. Adam Chernoff, Simple Handicap Podcast. Joey Kanish, Baby, Pro Sports Better. Evan Silva from Establish the Run. All Thursday regulars on the show. And also joining us today, we're supposed to have him yesterday, but we're happy to have him on the show today. New You Better You Bet family member, Tim Brando from Fox Sports stops by. We'll talk the National uh, College Football Playoff semifinals coming up on Monday. And some college hoops as well with Tim Brando. He'll join us at 5 o'clock Eastern Time. Plus... P-squared, B-squared NFL awards as we are at the home stretch of the NFL season, penultimate week of the NFL regular season. That means second to last. The fancy word 
I would encourage people to work it into their vocabularies. Penultimate, second to last. Makes you sound really smart, even if you're not. Basically, made a, I made a life and a career off of that. Uh, penultimate week of the NFL season, and we'll talk all the award markets. Most valuable player. Is this just like Lamar Jackson's award at this point? We will discuss. Coach of the year. If you like the Browns tonight, should you just bet Kevin Stefanski to win coach of the year? What about comeback player of the year? Is this is this dude, DeMar Hamlin, actually going to win this award? Offensive rookie, offensive player, defensive player of the year, defensive rookie of the year. We'll get to all of it over the course of the show today. And Power Hour, final hour, will feature all our bets for tonight. Uh, we were talking about some of the games that we like prior to the show starting. I got some some stinky trash in the National Hockey League that I'm into tonight. Oh, no. Well, I've, oh, yeah. Not oh, the stinky oh, trash. That's, I, that's the worst kind of trash, the stinky I, trash. I, yeah. And I think both bets are good, too. Both hockey bets are good that I like. Well, that I mean, are there's both only really four stinky. games, and there are two really big underdogs. I like both so, of like, them. Yeah, no, I was going to say, you at least like one of them, and you probably like both. Because otherwise, you just like, I like one bad team. You really like the Sharks, second night of a back-to-back? You got smashed well, by the Kings last night. It's a uh, it's a fade of our guy Skinner, who was like great on their win streak, and then was horrendous leading into the uh, into they're the break. They're just bad. I think they're yeah, just they're not, not very good. Yeah, yeah no, they're oh, it's not even a question. They're terrible. There's no doubt. Right. We well, also they saw the, the price favorite is league huge. MVP, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they're they're a huge price, and then uh, the Carolina game against Montreal. I know Montreal is not starting Montembeau, but starting Keith Sun. Actually, that might be true. Caden Primo. I. Yeah, I think it's like his I think it's like his nephew or something. It's at least that. uh, Yeah. How many primos are there? I guess I could do like a Josh (laughs) joke, but it's not really a joke because the guy's whatever. No. Um, Yeah. Not a whole lot funny going on there. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, so Auntie Ranta, who's starting tonight for Carol, they literally they cut him like three weeks ago. As opposed to Uncle Ranta. He's Auntie Ranta. Yeah. Went to the uh, went to the AHL. Was like not good in the AHL. Like allowed like. Like a goal every six shots, and now he's back <laughs> starting tonight. I'm serious. I'm serious. I like. I I did research yeah. on this before the show. I, I believe. And you. like, yeah. And now I'm gonna get like my plus two twenty five on the other team against this dude. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'll be on. I'll be on the two bad teams in the NHL tonight, and hopefully I'll win one of them. If I can win both, that would be great. But I'll take one, and we'll kind of uh, we'll go from there. So NHL, NBA, we'll find out if Tyler Morales has any college football bowl bets for us, and uh, Browns and the Jets Thursday night football. Uh, side total and props is Week 17 in the NFL kick uh, in the NFL kicks off tonight in Cleveland. Uh, we're locked and loaded here. Tremendous Football Thursday. What up? Sup, sup, y'all. Uh, I. I have but like some NBA would love to do in the first segment, but I want to give Tyler a shout out. You mentioned if he has any college football bull bets, I, I texted him after the show. So in, in the final, we did like a race to the finish as we often do on these weekday shows, especially when we're behind, we have NFL content we have to get in. So we do the picks in like eight minutes and Tyler comes on real quick. He really liked the over in the Louisville USC bowl. I don't even know what bowl game it was. Uh, it was in, it was at the, where the Padres play at that Petco or whatever they call it now. And uh, really PNC. like the over, and I I texted a few people out. Yeah, that's probably it. Is Petco Petco's still around though, right? And Petco's still kicking. Couldn't maybe couldn't tell you. I, can't, I mean, I, not like I drive by one every day or something, but I feel like it's still probably around. Yeah, okay. was it? Uh, it's Pet, was it, uh, Tyler writes it's Petco. What, so was, was it, what's PNC? Who plays there then? Is that the Pittsburgh. Pirates? Oh, the Pirates. Yeah, yeah, the Pirates. Right. What about Pirates? Was it at Enron? Was it at Enron Field? Man, are those guys all still in prison? <laughs> Probably. Uh, 
Well, like not, not even all of them, but it's what was the what was the mega Kenneth Lay? Was that the main guy's name? Ken yeah, Lay. Hundred a hundred percent. Ken Lay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't even do what would even like like Frito's son. <laughs> like can't even do like a, a relative. <laughs> and the criminal Kenny laid down his criminal head. <laughs> yeah. In the jail cell asleep in his bed. <laughs> Yeah, uh, anyway, so I was at that, but it, t Tyler liked the over. I texted him after the show. I go, hey, I messaged a couple other people. I think this is like a really good idea. And he just goes like, yeah, yeah, it's a really good idea. <laughs> it's like, I, I love it. I've never heard of any of these players who played last night for like USC starting quarterback who I'd never heard of before. And now everyone's like, is he going to start next year? And maybe well, they look don't look like an NFL quarterback. Miller, yeah. Moss. Miller Moss. What a name. What yeah, Miller, yeah, Miller Moss, which is exceptional. Yeah. Randy's son. Uh, just it's, well, a lot of these. Brad's son. Right. Yeah. Kate's nephew. Uh, so just it's, you know, it's really tough to uh, just like, I just you don't know any of these players, but I'm like, yeah, it seems like a good idea. So shout out to Tyler. He like kind of talked me into it, was like really big on this quarterback and stuff. Taj Washington is like an NFL wide receiver for USC at a huge game. They go over. Um, did you watch any NBA last night? I did. I watched the, uh, I watched, well, I watched the local games. Well, both right. of which were disappointing in different ways. Wow. As a Knicks fan, watching yeah. my team get railroaded by SGA and Jalen Williams is pretty tough. And I, I also kind of like, I regretted not betting Chet Holmgren over. He only went over by a little bit over points, but just like centers against the Knicks, and then I didn't play it. Not that Holmgren's like your traditional center, but big man against the Knicks. He ended sure. up going over, so regretted that. And then, you know, I, you know, I kind of think Jock Vaughn should go to jail for what happened last <laughs> night in the Nets game. <laughs> So yeah, like I yes, I did watch NBA last night. I watched I watched the two local games, one of which my favorite team lost, and the other which the team I bet didn't cover the spread, and like benched the player I bet the points over on after the first quarter, which is just yeah. like I, I don't Bench understand. Three starters. Bench three starters. I, and there I guess there had been like a lot of scuttlebutt earlier in the day that bridges may not play a lot. Like uh, Mike Gallagher, who we have on the show all the time, was like really big on that element of it. But I think like Cam Thomas had a really wide range of outcomes, and and he got benched too, and Royce O'Neal got benched too. And I don't, I don't think anybody had the Royce O'Neal unders. We don't really have to get into like the specifics of like the arguments today about this story, but it's kind of interesting. We just encourage people to like think about this stuff and check it out, and you know, like uh, what's the difference between kind of like finding the edge. And then choosing whether to like blast it or whether to play it yourself or both. And how do you kind of like balance those two things? Like Nick, Nick and I don't really have to struggle with that as much. We mostly talk about NFL point spreads where even if we yelled something as loud as humanly possible, we probably couldn't move the market. Uh, Mikhail Bridges points functions a little bit differently than that. So it's kind of interesting, but it's, it more just became like a shouting match that was just like whatever fun kind of entertaining stuff, but not really worth going over. The NBA, though, you mentioned the Knicks game. And the uh, thank God the Thunder covered last night. So the Thunder win and cover. And I, this just, with the games tonight too, which we'll talk about later in the show, like the most interesting race, like of any, like the divisions, we, we hope Memphis gets back into it. And I, I think they will, but of like, you know, awards, whatever, like the Western Conference one is, is pretty crazy. So like the Thunder are extremely good. And that's reflected in like all of the, I have a nominee for basically every single award. Denver seemed like they were kind of starting to cook here a little bit and maybe like really get a foothold, get back in the one seat and maintain it. And then Aaron Gordon got attacked by a dog. And now we like don't know when he's going to come back. Like by the way, that's story. scary. 
That's yeah. a scary yeah. story, man. Get like mauled by like a like a, an animal. But that's what happened to Aaron right. Gordon. We don't know what we don't know a lot about what happened even, but just that like there's not a timetable for his return. It's I mean it's you know dog attack injuries. It's great. It sounds like a law and order episode or something and uh so like all right so okc's really good denver was really starting to kind of put it together now they're going to be short and remember this is a team with no depth and they're going to be really short-handed here with gordon not playing and then you have minnesota who just like seemingly is just this like unwavering like 55 win kind of juggernaut basically and you have games tonight that are going to kind of set up that way like their minnesota's probably to get another win they play dallas with no luca that got announced like an hour ago denver in an I mean, just a fascinating game. If Ja plays, where they host the Memphis Grizzlies, Ja is questionable with an illness, and uh, and we don't know whether he's going to play or not. But like, you have these three. Like, these might be like the you know the non-Boston best three teams in the league. Uh, oh, by the way, they they all play in in the same division. <laughs> like, it's really just it's kind of which means they. And my point of bringing that up is they play each other all the time. Um, it's going to be really, really interesting. And last night's game with like the Thunder winning and look at the second night of a back to back, they look great in the fourth quarter. Just kind of like draws even more attention to like coach of the year is probably coming from like Oklahoma City or Denver uh, or Oklahoma City or Minnesota. Excuse me. MVP could be coming from one of those two teams. Defensive player of the year is almost certainly coming from one of those teams. Uh, rookie of the year is now almost certainly going to come from one of those teams. In my opinion, and the market's starting to reflect that with Chet and not Wembenyama, who I don't think is going to play very much the rest of the season versus how much Chet's going to play. So it just it's really it's like setting up for just this arms race that I really, really, really fascinating stuff. The division market's very interesting. The one seed market is going to start to, I think, get really interesting. And we have some games tonight that are going to maybe provide a little bit more clarity, maybe not. And uh, last night with the Thunder, that just kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, and just like for people, only because we kind of like alluded to it a little bit in case people are thinking, well, what are, the, what are they talking about with like the Bridges thing? So I guess like Jock Vaughn had kind of alluded earlier in the day yesterday, Bridges has like this long consecutive game streak of starting games that he was going to, Bridges was going to start the game and then like not finish the game. Um, and then I guess like a bunch of people like recognize this, Ken, on like on Twitter or whatever. And, yep. like, gave it out to people. It was like, oh, just so everyone knows this is the case. I thought it was interesting that you brought that up because I saw this also. Kanish was tweeting about this a lot, like, blasting the people. Basically, like, why, why would you, like, share this with people when you could – but just, like, bet it yourself and just keep betting it for as, as, as much as you could. So I, I, I thought that was pretty interesting, kind of like, what do you do in that spot? Um, just speaking for myself – I don't think there's any way that I would have shared that, at least not at first, <laughs> not until like I had like done everything that I could do or like share it with with with, with like people in my circle. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I, I thought that was pretty fascinating. That's like, what do you do in a spot like that when you feel like you've got something, no one else knows it and you have an opportunity to bet it or like share it with people kind of like, what do you do? I feel like I would be pretty right. selfish in that spot. I think a lot of the argument toward the people that gave it out that just like gave it to their whatever paying customers uh, to a certain extent was like, well, why don't you guys just bet this for like a million dollars and just make so much money. And, you know, not to get like two in the weeds, that's like really tough to do the way this. So basically what we're talking about here is like same game parlay errors, essentially like mistakes that you can take advantage of where you shouldn't be allowed to put stuff together and bundle it together. And this is, bridges is a situation draymond green had a very famous situation like this a couple of years ago where steve kerr said basically he was going to come in for he was going to start the game and then come out after a minute 
and all of his props were posted. So everybody just parlayed under points, under rebounds, under assists, under steals, under everything, bundled it all together, get a huge payout. It's all going to hit. He's literally like going to come out of the game in five seconds. That was like a sure thing. And so it's like, oh, well, like Bridges was the same thing. Well, like, yeah, except when, when you do that, guess, guess there's, it's not like there's no recourse. <clears throat> Excuse me. You put in those parlays. Uh, cool. You can kiss that account goodbye five seconds later. Never bet on it again. Won't be allowed. Banned. Like go go to a go to a book, put it in. Okay, cool. Tap on the shoulder. You're you're 86. Like I just you know, like there's it's not like it's just like free money. Doesn't really work like that. So like the people that are doing this successfully, and yeah, some if the if the parlay's big enough, it's worth it. Yeah, I don't care if I can never bet at MGM again, but they get ten million dollars on a parlay. <laughs> like I'm like, great, great, see ya. Like, don't care. Later um, suckers. It's not, it's not like it's just nothing though. Like there's like you, you burn the account the second you do stuff like that. So it better be, it better be worth it, or you better have the ability to just cycle through a bunch of clean accounts over and over and over again. That's one of the skills, if you want to view it as a skill, that some people in the betting space have is the ability to get clean accounts all the time to run this stuff through because it's toxic, because <laughs> it because it gets flagged and it's like and it gets you kicked. Like that's what happens. So yeah, it's, there's a give and take there, but it it can be obviously when you hit it. Could be very first up spending 20 30 50 to 1 on some of the bridges unders last night do you uh do you want to bet pistons plus 17 and a half tonight not on your life <laughs> well, we'll, or mine. well we'll 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 find out later in the power hour if either of us want to take the plunge with the detroit pistons coming up next a little bit more from the nba and the nhl and then we'll get to nfl awards and we'll start with the most valuable player We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Blitz off the edge with Hamilton. He gets picked up, and they're going to throw a flag on that. And Purdy is spinning around. There are two flags on the play. This is another pick by Hamilton on second and goal. Jackson buys time to the end zone for a touchdown, Aguilar. Aguilar with the catch. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman with the call on Monday Night Football as the Ravens steamroll the San Francisco 49ers and upend the MVP market in the process where Brock Purdy was a minus 275 heading into the game to win NFL Most Valuable Player and emerging from that game, Brock Purdy is now 12 to 1, and Lamar Jackson is now your minus favorite, minus 200 to be NFL most valuable player. We will get to officially P squared, B squared NFL awards coming up in a moment. Um, also, over the course of the show, we'll give you an it move segment. Uh, we'll talk about some of the injury news in the National Football League and quarterback news. The Minnesota Vikings making it official about an hour ago. What a do, baby. The Iceman Jaron Hall will be starting for the Vikings on Sunday night against the Green Bay Packers, like we told you he was going to yesterday. No inside information, just reading the tea leaves. Felt like that made sense. We'll tell you about the move in that game. Uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL Media. Hey, Tom, still waiting on those straw polls, by the way. Uh, Pelissero reporting Jalen Waddell unlikely to play, which we told you was going to be the case yesterday. We'll talk about the Dolphins and the Ravens. And C.J. Stroud officially clearing concussion protocol for the Houston Texans, speaking to the news media right now in H-Town. So Stroud will start on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. We'll talk about the line movement in that game in the AFC South with Houston and Tennessee. Great guests join us as well. Bets for tonight at the end of the show. I found out moments ago before we came back from break that the San Jose Sharks will be starting someone named Magus or Magnus 
Krona tonight in goal yes. against yes. Edmonton. Magnus Krona. Yeah. Magnus Krona will be starting tonight against uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, and I looked him up during the break, and he made one appearance this season in place of Mackenzie Blackwood and allowed four goals on 17 shots against the Chicago Blackhawks. Needless to say, I will no longer be betting the San Jose Sharks tonight. Not with Magnus and goal. Not against Edmonton. Maybe the over, honestly. With Skinner and Krona, sure. I think feels pretty good. Yeah. All Skinner right. and Krona? Seems like a sure thing. Yeah. Skinner and Krona. Krona and Skinner. <laughs> all right. But uh, for now, let's talk some NFL awards. People have been waiting for it all week. We were off on Monday and Tuesday. Let's get to it. Jake, bring the music up, please. And we'll begin with NFL Most Valuable Player, Lamar Jackson, minus 200. The second choice in the market is a San Francisco 49er, not Brock Purdy. Christian McCaffrey, plus 425. Tua Tungavailoa, 9-1, likely to play this weekend without Jalen Waddell against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Brock Purdy at 12-1. to Josh Allen at 14. Dak Prescott at 25. Uh, Ken, heading into week 17, where do you stand right now? Betting breakdown, MVP market of the National Football League. Uh, where I stand is pretty quiet, and it's the same as last week, honestly. This is really, really fun to talk about, and we're going to talk a lot about it. Um, but, like, you know, we'll do coach, comeback, defensive player, uh, maybe even both rookies. And you could, like, make an argument, this is a good time to make a bet. Like, you know, all those markets be like, man, this is I, I kind of disagree with how things are priced or I think the prices are really likely to change and all those things, uh, stuff we always talk about on the show. And you get to this one and it's the one everybody cares about the most. And I just like last like, yeah, it was crazy last week. Also, it was incredibly straightforward. Like Purdy was minus 250. They were very likely to win. If he won, I think he won MVP. I will go to my grave thinking that if they won that game, he was going to win the award and they lost. And so something different happened. And it's like, whoa, the market changed. Be like, what, what did you think was going to happen? Purdy was going to be a favorite? Like, what did, we talked about it. Like, we, we said, if this, then this. If this, then this. Like, it's it's all very straightforward. So when we get to this week, and it's like, whoa, it's so crazy. No, it's not. Lamar's minus 200. They're a three-point favorite. It's the same thing. I think if they win, he just wins. Now, there's, like, a little more extra permutations here, I think, than there was with Purdy. Because Purdy despite the fact that like, I, I think there was, you know, people didn't really want to vote for him was like number one in everything. And the Niners were the best team. Lamar's number one to nothing. He's number 10 and nothing. The statistics are terrible. And it's going to be like, you know, this is where everybody just goes, Oh, just watch the games. Cool, man. Just people who are 14th don't usually win MVP. So it just, it's just, it's pretty close to, I think he beats Miami. He wins. Everybody is certainly leaning in that direction. And I think if he wins, they don't have to lean in a different direction. It's like pretty easy to understand. Uh, I think the really the fun conversation, honestly. So I guess we could play it out like if he wins, could anyone else ever win? And like, yeah, but those are tough cases to make. Uh, you could try to sell Josh Allen, but I think if Lamar wins and they're the one, he won't play in week 18. And like the argument doesn't go the extra week. It's just over at this point. And because he won't, Lamar will be done playing and they'll be the one. And yeah, maybe Josh Allen has two great games and gets there. Okay, Tua can't get there because Lamar will have just beaten him in this permutation. Purdy, and this is, it's like unfair to him. He feels dead for this award now because of the game on Monday, <clears throat> excuse me, on Monday night. And you might be thinking like, well, one game, like that's crazy. Like he should still be allowed to win. People in the NBA most valuable player race last year, Jalen Rose was on NBA Countdown saying, I already cast my vote for Giannis. 
the night of the Celtics Sixers game. Then the game happens, and the next morning he goes, just kidding, I'm voting Embiid. So, like, yeah, one game can actually determine a whole lot. They played an 82-game season. He was flip-flopping in the last minute. So, yeah, like, this, uh, these unfair things, these flip-flops, they happen all the time. And you just kind of got to go with them, honestly. Uh, or especially late in the year. Early in the year, you don't really have to go with them at all. And so, yeah, like, it's unfair that everyone's off party. But they are. And that's kind of where we're at right now. So, Lamar wins. I think he wins. And I would never bet anybody else. If you think the Ravens are going to win this game, I would never bet anyone else to win MVP. The more interesting conversation, Nick, is probably just if he loses, does he still how how what percentage of the time does he still win? I think there is some percent that that's true. And then what percentage of the time do we think someone else could win? And who would that be? That's interesting. But let's be honest here. Like we're talking about a narrow band of outcomes, just like last week we were talking about a narrow band of outcomes and we got one and it was crazy. But it was still narrow. The Niners were still a big favorite in the game, and it was still unlikely that the Ravens were going to win. So I think we're talking about a really similar setup this week, and it's like an if the favorite loses, then what kind of conversation? Um, I give you my opinion, and you better you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Thursday talking NFL Most Valuable Player. I think three guys can win. I, I don't think McCaffrey can ever win. I guess he could go for like for like you know 10 touchdowns and like 800 yards in the next two games. I don't think McCaffrey will win. I agree with you that I think Purdy's dead for the award. Dak Prescott, I think, is dead for the award. The Eagles are going to win the NFC East. I think I get stunned for Dak Prescott. If you I think it's Miami, and, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, And I think it's obvious. I'll just say this just because he's the same price as Dak. I, Tyreek Hill can never win this award now. No. Um, Never. So, so just just because they're the same price, which leaves us with three names: Lamar Jackson. I agree with you. Ravens win on Sunday. He doesn't play in Week 18, and for people that are like, why wouldn't he play in Week 18? Baltimore clinches the one seed and home field advantage in the AFC playoffs in the bye if they win on Sunday. So why of course, Tyler Huntley will start Week 18 against the Steelers, like done deal, and probably win to knock the Steelers out of the playoffs. And we'll see. Pittsburgh has to win to get there, but we'll see. Um, so I, th- I agree with you. Ravens win. I think Lamar wins. Now Ravens lose, and Buffalo wins. I think could set up something fun here between basically like Tua and Allen in Week 18 with the recency bias award here. Winner of Dolphins Bills wins the AFC East. Or I guess like, well, Allen wouldn't be able wouldn't. to win the AFC East in problem. that sense. Yeah, That's the problem yeah. with that permutation. I, I, I just talked with a lot of people this week where I just go, look, like, if you want Josh Allen to win, you actually need Lamar to beat Miami, but play terrible. And be terrible. And be terrible. Yeah, that's like yeah so need, it's done. Which is such a narrow result, like, to root for. Like, you're basically being like, score, but run the ball. Or, like, on defense, do something. I mean, it's really tough. Like, that's a tough one. And so I agree with you. And it's like, all right, well, if... If the Dolphins won on Sunday against Baltimore and Josh Allen beat Miami, like, is is that enough? Like, do you get the sense that's that enough from, from talking to people? Like, if it is for the if it is for the AFC East and and I'll, or if it, sorry if it's not for the AFC East, but it's still like a meaningful game for Buffalo and Miami is and Lamar has kind of been knocked off his perch a little bit at least. Like, I don't know if Josh Allen can get there when he's playing for the five seed. Like when that's what's happening and they like that's it's like a tough case to make again. So I just I don't my thing about like like I didn't bet this market last week. I haven't bet this market this week. And the reason is, first of all, I think it's like favorite favorite team wins. They win is like almost one to one. 
So that eliminates a lot of the uncertainty. And usually award markets, you thrive on betting on like the prices don't make sense with what you think is going to happen the rest of the year. These are very closely tied to single game results. And then the other reason I'm not betting it is like even the small band of permutations, like if I felt like Allen was going to win, if Lamar lost, then I would love to bet Josh. It's a big price and he only has to win these two games. I don't feel remotely confident that that's going to happen. And to your point on McCaffrey, this should just be my last point on it. I agree with you. And I think something we'll talk about later with a couple of the other awards, the idea of the ranked choice voting versus writing one name down really, really, really hurts like wide receivers and running backs that have a chance to win. It hurts other candidates and other markets too. And what I mean by that, for people who don't know, you used to only write one name down on like, say a piece of paper, your ballot or whatever. So for a league MVP, you'd write Lamar or you'd write McCaffrey or you'd write Josh Allen, but you don't write anybody else. And it's whoever gets the most votes. Ranked choices for MVP, you write your top five choices. And in all the other awards, you write your top three. And they it's a point system. So like the problem with McCaffrey is even if he gets a lot of firsts, he's also getting some not on the ballots. He's all, because everyone because those will be voters that'll be like, well, quarterback's too important. Like I can't vote for a skill position player. So like McCaffrey's not getting a lot of seconds and a lot of thirds. Like that's very unlikely to happen. He would have to have an insane season. Tyreek was the only player I thought who was capable of doing that because the two thousand yards are such a shiny kind of an object for people to vote for. So I agree with you on McCaffrey. I agree with you on who can win. I just I have trouble with like, okay, if Lamar loses, am I really confident what happens next? So my, Miami would still so if Miami wins Miami wins on Sunday they win the division. Correct. They still have to play in week 18 because they're still playing for the one seed. Miami and Baltimore would have the same record. So if Miami loses, then obviously to Buffalo, Baltimore's going to try to yeah, play so Lamar Jackson and play all in. the starters. Like Miami, Buffalo will both be trying to win the game against each other next week in that permutation that you set up. Yeah. So is it? It's I, I'm kind of like talking myself into here where if if the Ravens lose and Buffalo wins this weekend, then is, is, is it, even though it's not the AFC East Championship game, is it Buffalo versus Miami winning quarterback wins MVP? Maybe. I'm, just, I'm not say, confident in that. So, so, yeah. so, let, so let me give you this. So I, I think if, it's, if it were any other quarterback, so let's say it's like Dak Prescott. I don't right. know if Dak's able to get home there. Jared I think Josh Allen. To jo right. Jar I think Josh Allen could get home. I think he might be sure. the only quarterback that could get home in this spot where it's like, okay, well, they didn't win the division, but also like he put the team on his back and they closed the season with all these wins and he's like the analytics right. darling and everyone loves him. So I think he's the one quarterback that could actually get home in this instance without actually winning his own division because they could win in Week 18 and still not win the division. Right, and uh, and I think. Like Purdy was a vulnerable favorite because the team was really good. Lamar's a vulnerable favorite because the individual stats just aren't there. I mean, they're just not even close, honestly. He's not in the top 10 in yards or touchdowns. He's like 13 touchdowns or something behind Josh Allen. You'd be like, well, the rushing yards. Well, the rushing yards are pretty good this year. He's really the leading rushing quarterback because Hertz has been injured and Justin Fields hasn't been playing. Like, that's why he's the leading rushing quarterback this year. Like, the numbers aren't better than they normally are. They're down. So it's just kind of like, it's a really tough stat case. But look, just like Purdy last week, it's the easiest case to make. He's the quarterback on the team that's very likely to be the one seed, and everyone seems totally okay with giving it to him. That's why he's a favorite. So, like, there's nothing crazy going on here. To me, like, the crazy part, and I think you and I are in agreement on this then, the crazy part is that McCaffrey's second. Because he's definitely not the second most likely player to win. I don't think he's even close. I love, I love how it's like, well, now his price drops. Didn't he also get throttled on Monday night? Did that not happen? Like, it just... So now he gets it? 
Now, what is are we saying zero? about the importance of the running back position when we say that? Do you think he's zero to win the award? Yes, but I think he's very I, likely I, to win Offensive Player of the Year. I think he's zero to an MVP also. So, like, is like this? Should, it should literally be Lamar as the favorite, two as the second choice, Josh Allen as the third choice. Do you think two is more likely than Josh Allen? I would, I would, I, I would pick Buffalo to beat them in Week 18. So I would say I think it's more likely. I also think it's more likely if you get to a chaotic end game of the season that Allen is more likely to get first place votes and like clean up there than Tua is because Tua's had Tyreek on his team a lot of the time and that's always been the knock on him. Even if like you get a result this weekend that's really good and Tua get Tua will get a bump if they win. Like it doesn't matter what I say. Like they win, he his price goes down. Uh, I think Allen's more likely at the finish line to actually get the votes, even if the path is a little tough. I got to tell you, if Miami beats Baltimore and then beats yep. Buffalo, but then, yeah. like, what if Baltimore beats Pittsburgh? I kinda, then do you need then Baltimore I think to lose to Pittsburgh wins. then? Then I think Lamar wins in that situation. But it may be close. Maybe Tua comes in second. Very, very fascinating. Right. But not. But so, very, very interesting. Just, to, just I don't, I, you know, I don't know what the angle is to bet. Like, I don't, I, like you have to get the sense that Allen's even, like, I think Allen's live. You'd have to think he's even more live than this. Like, Baltimore's a favorite to end this on Sunday. It's like, I, I, making the bets is tough at this point. What's the uh, what's the Ravens' money line on Sunday? Minus 175. Yeah, they're like 3, 3.5. They're probably like 180. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, minus, so, minus again, 175. So this price and a little extra permutation put in the minus 204, they can lose, and sometimes he still wins. I, I think Lamar's probably the best bet, right, even at the price? I think it's just, I think it's just fine. It's incredibly interesting, though. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We'll do more on the other side. Nick and Ken, you better. You bet Peace Word, Beast Word, NFL Awards on a Thursday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Wilson on the move. Tungo Vailoa. Nice catch. Here goes Hill. Kiss him goodbye. Touchdown, Tyreek Hill. What a throw. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The great Kevin Harlan on the call. Uh, Jake notes in our chat that, that was from Week 11 against the Raiders, and then Tyler notes could have been from any game this season, and both are right. Just Should've not the last that, couple. That, just, 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 just not the last couple. Uh, coming up next hour, Adam Chernoff will join the show from the Simple Handicap Podcast. We'll get his bets for Week 17 in the NFL, and we'll continue our award conversation. But right now, we're on Most Valuable Player. Jake, bring the music up, and uh, during the break, I feel like this is like. Some kind of like like seventh grade like problem solving experiment here. Like it's all the a, different it's like a decision tree. Yeah, it's just it's the same thing. If this, then it's a bunch of if then statements, which is which. To, by the way, that's that's what you don't want in award markets because they're easily solvable. Then at that point, like you don't want to know what it is in the case of one game result. That's why, like early in the season, you'd never be able to do anything like this. It, it's all too nebulous, which is why it's the best time to bet or even in the middle of the season. But like when you can reduce things to this, that's how the market gets really efficient because it's easy to figure out. All right, so are you, are you ready? I think I've got all but, of this right. I think you got, well, it's, and just for people like, this is just what, well, this is what Nick thinks. I think we even disagree on a couple of these. So these are all the if-then statements for the rest of the season and who we think would win MVP in them. Okay, so if Baltimore wins on Sunday against Miami and the market 
says that they are likely to do so. They're three, three and a half point favorites, minus 175 at Pet MGM right now on the money line. Ken and I both agree Lamar Jackson just wins MVP. Yep. You won't see Lamar in week 18. The Ravens will have clinched home field advantage in the bye in the AFC playoffs. Tyler Huntley would play week 18 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if Baltimore wins, Lamar Jackson. So now we get to the fun part of the old decision tree, which is if Miami beats Baltimore on Sunday. Um, this would set up now week 18 games where both Miami and Baltimore would be alive for the one seed in the AFC playoffs, and both teams would be trying to win. Um, so both teams are going to, Miami's going to have to try and win week 18 against Buffalo no matter what. The Ravens will have to try and beat the Steelers if they lose this game, obviously coming up on Sunday to Miami. So if Miami wins on Sunday and then beats Buffalo, but Baltimore beats Pittsburgh, which means that Baltimore is still the one seed in the AFC, then it will be Lamar. Or excuse me, then That's... it's Tua, because Miami, Tua, because Miami will so be this the is, one. I'm this sorry. This is the one. Uh, I'm, this, I'm yeah. still a little under the weather, think? and like, I, and I'm Who like, and I'm wins? like, so I, just, I apologize. So just to recap, we'll have a recap of the recap. Miami beats the Ravens on Sunday, then Miami beats Buffalo, and while that's happening, Baltimore also wins, which secures them the one seed. Miami will have closed hot; they would have won these games, but Baltimore still gets the one. Who do you think wins MVP in that situation? I I think if Baltimore gets the one, then Lamar wins MVP. I agree. If if Miami gets the one, I think Tua wins MVP, and there is a scenario where... Well, let's do that one real quick, because we, we just glossed over that one. We spent like a minute on the other one. So that's everything we just said. Miami beats Baltimore, then Miami beats Buffalo. So again, closed like white hot, beat everybody. And then Pittsburgh upsets Baltimore, which gives Miami the one at the end of the season. So Miami closes win-win, Baltimore closes loss-loss. You think that's the Tua path, just to be clear. That's I think, what that's you think, the two, that, I think that is the Tua, correct. I think that's the one where I have the least idea what would happen. I'm just not sure Tua would win with Tyreek on the same. Like, I think Tyreek Offensive Player of the Year becomes extremely live. I think the one seed, and he's the best skill position player. And he probably will have played at least reasonably well in the two games. Uh, and we'll people do look at the Jets the game. And I know it's the Jets, but I think people just look at the Jets game and say, like, look what they did without him. I scored 30 sure. on that game, 30 to nothing. Now look, like, Wilson the Jets can cost. Titans game. Right. But, like, but like they, they, they dominated that game, like, with, without Tyreek sure. Hill. Do you, have, do you have inside info on this? Do you have people that are, like, do you have, is Tua, is, is this gaining some momentum, just in terms of what um, you observe? I, I am of the sense that I think people, the people I speak to, I think really would like to vote for Josh Allen. But I think in I, this scenario, I, I, I don't see yeah. how you do, though, in this scenario. That's Miami beats Baltimore. Pitts, and right. They're the one at the end, and they beat Buffalo. How do you vote for Josh? You can't vote for Josh Allen. Like, the only way you vote for Josh Allen is if Buffalo wins the last two games. And you still right. need help, I think, in order, and you need Baltimore to lose. But I do. But this is when we were talking about who's the second most likely player to win. The reason why I think it's Allen is that, like, I'm very confident if he gets the permutation, he wins. I, if you get the Tua run out, I just, there's a part of me that I'm just not sure Tua would win. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, and it's like, well, who would win? I honestly don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe that means Tua wins, but I think it would be really close with a lot of people. God, maybe like Purdy comes back in at that point if that happens and they go win. They're going to have to play the Rams in week 18, uh, which gives them another opportunity to, to put up a big stat performance. I, guess I think that's he's possible. done so. I 
three, but like that's a really narrow permutation that you're giving out. I don't. We thought everybody was done except Purdy going into the game last week, basically. Like I, I thought Lamar was really unlikely to win. You got the absolute picture perfect run out for him to win the award in one week. Um, so again, why can't this? We, we're talking about unlikely things to happen, but that's why we're playing him out. You want to do the Allen one? So the Allen one would be if Miami wins on Sunday. Which is Buffalo real. beats Buffalo beats Miami. Yep. And Buffalo wins this Baltimore, weekend, obviously, too. Buffalo beats New England this weekend. Baltimore beats Pittsburgh. Right. So Lamar loses to Tua. Basically, you think about it almost like a, like a passing of the torch, right? Like Purdy gave it to Lamar. Lamar's going to give it to Tua, and Allen's going to take it from Tua. That's basically what happens. Which, by the way, you can be like, well, that sounds really silly. Have you followed the conversation around this award the last three weeks? That's basically exactly what's happened. Like the last and guy I, with the torches might end up being Josh Allen. I'm 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 not even convinced. I'm not even convinced Allen. I I think the only like lock Josh Allen path: Pittsburgh beats Baltimore, Buffalo beats Miami, and Miami beats right, Baltimore so this week. Baltimore closes. Baltimore closes. Loss. Loss. Miami beats them, but then loses to Buffalo. That's I, like, I that's think that's Josh your. Jo I think that's yeah. your definite Josh Allen case. I agree. The two of one, I it's I it's I don't want to like I don't want to say you're wrong because I don't think that that's these are the ones where I just go like if Miami beats Baltimore like what the hell happens if you get like what if Miami's the great team at the end of the year do they really give it to them I don't I just don't it's it, the answer could be yes I just don't I don't know I mean that's why I'm not betting into this obviously too it's I think we've kind of played out everything that that can happen well well, well let's 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 do this right and uh. You know, it was like the discourse on Monday night into Tuesday morning where sure. we go into the game thinking it's Brock Purdy and then coming out of the game like it's 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 Lamar and it's no question. Like, what happens if without Jalen Waddle and like I know Tom Pellicero reporting, he's, Waddle's not playing in the game. Miami right. wins and Tua plays really well. Sure. I, I, he's he's, he's going to be the favorite on if that happens. My only thing is him play. So, you, so you're right. Or, because or, you're just saying, or co you're just saying or how the favorites maybe. Or right, co favorites maybe with him and Lamar? Yeah. So I, I agree with you in this way. There's no, it's not disputable. His price drops a ton if they beat Baltimore. You're dead. I mean, I, there's no argument there. We both totally agree. I think the difference is like, do I actually think he will win? Which is just like way different. It's like, will people vote for him? And will he get enough votes to beat everybody else? Maybe. But like to play what you're saying, like with no Waddle, he plays well. Okay, well, like what happens in that case is Tyreek probably kills it. And if that happens, then he becomes the favorite again to win Offensive Player of the Year. And this whole thing about they're both really good starts again, which was the story for the first 13, 14 weeks of the season. Like, is that is that powerful enough that Tua wins? Maybe. And this is the part I'm unclear. If, if I felt so confident it was yes, maybe I just bet Tua, honestly. But like, I'm not. So I'm not, but I, I guess that's kind of like this per, this set of permutations. The the Miami is really awesome to close set of permutations. I guess it's is a the two most team money spot. line parlay. It's it's like it's a Miami two week to you, money, it's line a two, two money line parlay. For you, it's a two. I, I just I just don't know how he doesn't win the award if they went out and they they're the one seed. I just don't I don't know how that doesn't happen. Do you think people will say Tyreek should win if they will close win win? He'll play MVP? in both games and have to play well. Yeah. See, okay, so okay, so now you've introduced like a really fun one into the equation. Well, I don't think he's gonna. He can never win. I just mean, is it gonna like sp kind of splinter voting enough? 
where he's perceived as the reason. Like, I mean, you, you need, so now we need, just like we need Lamar, sometimes there's this weird one where it's like, we just, 20 minutes ago, it was, well, Lamar has to win, but play poorly. And be like, well, how does that, like, that's really unlikely. That's kind of like this, where you need Tua to play well, but have Tyreek not be the reason. Who the hell else is catching the passes? Waddle's not playing. Like, it's just a tough, that's, this is the Tua part. It's just a tough, it's a tough case to make. Which, by the way, is why Lamar's a big favorite in the end. But like, but if, but if, if Miami, so right now Miami's eleven and four, Baltimore's twelve and three. Miami yeah. wins; they're both twelve and four. Miami has the head-to-head win, and then yep. they would, and then in, if they both win in Week eighteen, Miami's the one seed and has home field advantage yeah. in the AFC playoffs. And, I, and by I, the way, I don't. This helps you. Tua, Tua's almost certainly going to be the leading passer in the league, and top two, three in touchdown passes if that happens. Also, so how does how? I, I don't understand how Tua doesn't win. If they if they close the season, win Dallas, win Baltimore, win Buffalo, and they have they're the one seed with home field. Would they win both? Reading McCaffrey would still win offensive player of the year. I think it kind of depends on on what, what happens the last go. I mean McCaffrey's gonna nuke, right? He's gonna nuke Washington this weekend. Is there a scenario where the Niners don't care about the Rams game or that's done now that they lost? Well, let's see. Let me look at the standings here. I love it. It's, no, this isn't it, even like betting, but it's just incredibly fun. <laughs> no, they have to win. Really well, because 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 Philly's right? got because because Philly, Philly Philly's ten and a half against Arizona. They're yeah. gonna have to they're gonna have to win the next two. So in order for it to not matter, Philly has to lose to the Cardinals. Philly has to lose, to, and Detroit has to lose to Dallas because they all have the same record. Well, they're that's all eleven and four. Philly's like never yeah. losing to. It's like a, so unlikely that they lose to Arizona. At least the Detroit losing is believable. I think it is yeah, very I, likely that San Francisco's going balls to the wall in Week 18. Yeah, and it kind of even if the games were flipped, I'd be like, well, they're playing Washington. My my argument was going to be like, is there any way McCaffrey doesn't play a lot in the last week? Then Tyreek really, because Tyreek's playing Buffalo. Like, yeah, then if, he if really they're up like forty to nothing, bit. like if they're up like thirty to nothing yeah. at halftime, otherwise he's playing the whole game. It's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you you bring up the most fascinating case. You you might be right. Maybe it's just Tua, and that's it's the easiest explanation. Leading passer, one seed quarterback. It's just so funny that like that's and the where way we they close the year too, right? Like yeah. beat Dak, sure. beat Lamar, beat Allen. Do you think they're gonna beat Buffalo in Week 18? No, I also don't think they're gonna win on Sunday. So it's like the whole conversation is like insane. <laughs> it's like, well, what do you like in the game, Baltimore money line? <laughs> oh, no. I like the Ravens. So there you go. Well, we like the Niners. Still have to play it out the other way. Yep. Yeah. Sounds like you should bet Tua. That's what it sounds like to me. But I. I I, I like Bull, I like Buffalo if they play in Week 18 though. Yeah, you do. You sure do. Well, are we just? And you do too, or no? <laughs> yeah, I like. We'll do more I like Buffalo time. in every game until the Super Bowl. Yeah. Great. I I think I, do, I like them in the Super Bowl too. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. Adam Chernoff stops by. Picks for Week 17 next. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former SportsCenter 
anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.